Welcome to the Talking With Tech podcast. My name is Chris Bouguet, and as always, I'm here with Ra- Ra- Wait a second, Rachel's not here today. It's two of the authors from the Inclusive Learning 365 book, Karen Janowski and Mike Marotta. How's it going? Woohoo! Great to be here, but it, yeah, we're we're taking the place of Rachel. Very difficult shoes to fill. She's she's a rock star. We'll try the best we can, Rachel. It's all we can do is try. Uh, we're missing Beth. Beth had a family emergency, couldn't make the recording, but that's okay. We're going to talk about this great event that we have coming up. Karen, uh, I think people who have been listening to the podcast would know that the last couple episodes, they've heard little teasers about what this event is that's coming up, um, where they you've shared a mid-roll ad. Um, Mike has shared a little mid-roll spot. Beth has shared a mid-roll spot, all talking about the in- inclusive Road to ISTE road trip. Karen, you want to tell us about it? So yeah, so excited to share this with um, with your audience. We really hope that you help participate with this. But what is it? It's a road trip that we've designed and planned that'll start in Textile headquarters in Woburn, Mass, which happens to be the next town over from where I live. So it's a road trip starting from there and ending in New Orleans at the International Society for Technology and Education, huge conference at the end of the month. So the road trip is about 1,500, 1,600 miles. We'll pick up Mike in New Jersey, Beth in Maryland, Chris in Virginia, and then continue on the way to New Orleans with some really fun stops along the way preaching the mantra, inclusive learning for all. We hope that you help spread the word and uh, and join us because we've got some participatory events. So Mike, what's the road trip going to be like? Well, it's going to be a blast is what it's going to be like. I mean, it's going to, I think it's either going to go one or two ways or maybe right down the middle. It'll be everything you could imagine a road trip would be like, Everybody throws the doors open at a rest stop and walks in opposite directions and never talks to each other. Or we have a blast and we never want to leave each other. Um, it could go those couple ways or it'll just be a great couple of days. Um, I think it's really going to be fun to have an opportunity to have a lot of time together to both talk to each other and share out on all the social channels that we're going to do. We'll do we'll do live events throughout. We'll answer questions through social media. We'll share resources all while we find interesting places to stop as we go along the way. Isn't that the beauty of a road trip? And this is the best kind of road trip. It's a loose road trip where you don't have to get somewhere by a certain time. We just eventually need to end up in New Orleans. Karen, you had mentioned the ISTE conference. So uh, one of the reasons we're excited about the ISTE conference is that it is really a, a conference for everybody. Like there's a lot of, it's not specialized in special education. It is uh, it is for everybody. So but why is that so exciting? Well, the reason that I'm psyched about it is because our usual um audience and our colleagues are attending things like the ATIA and closing the gap. And we just did the Kate conference. I mean, we are, um, we all know about inclusivity and about inclusive design and about universal design for learning, but we need to spread this word to a larger audience. And at ISTE, it's a much larger percent. And most of the people there are gen educators, general educators. And we um, want to help them better understand what inclusive design is all about and helping them adopt an inclusive mindset. So like, like Mike said, let's take over the conference. Let's be a force for inclusion and inclusive design. Let's be a force. Bring out the Star Wars music. I love it. Karen with a Star Wars reference. Karen, <laughs> you're not the one who's supposed to drop the first Star Wars reference. How did that happen? 
<laughs> I'm somewhat into Star Wars. It's okay. It's weird because I have I have 12 hours worth of Star Wars on my iPad we're going to watch in the car. So we'll be all set. I have a bad feeling about this, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what other references we can bring into this. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, Karen, you just bring up such an excellent point is that, uh, you know, for for years now on this podcast, we've been talking about augmentative and alternative communication, using technology to design inclusive experiences. And that's sort of um, uh, that's sort of the idea about like, okay, so if you learn language using AAC, do you go off to your own room in this secluded space and only learn with those people who are also using AAC? No, we're trying to build this inclusive environment where everybody can be in the same spaces together. Beth was here. She's here. She, she was able to make it to the recording. How's it going, Beth? I snuck in. It's going well. It's 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 going well. And and what I want to know about the road trip, the most important thing about the road trip is who's packing the snacks. That is pretty critical. I'm really into chocolate. <laughs> and too. I make the best chocolate chip cookies. I will bring them for the trip. Okay. Well, so, okay. Karen, you've signed up for the chocolate chip there cookies. So Beth, tell us a little bit about our, our partners for this, because this wouldn't happen if it wasn't for text help. So can you give us a little bit of the story about how we partnered with them and um, how this all came about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we were fortunate enough at ATIA actually to get into a conversation with some of our friends um, from uh, Text Help, Shauna in particular, and um, about the fact that we were going to be heading down to New Orleans and, and wouldn't it be really cool to make this a driving road trip? And that not only could it be a driving road trip, but it could be an inclusive road trip where there'd be opportunities for us along the way to pull out our favorite inclusive learning tools and use them um, to uh, supplement and enhance our road trip experience. Because just like kids when they're off for school in the summer and are getting an opportunity uh, to to be out of the typical um, four walls of their classroom, there are opportunities to learn everywhere you go, but we want to make sure that these are accessible learning opportunities. And so TextHub was the perfect partner um, to go in on this with us, and we're super excited for their help. They, We've got all sorts of stuff uh uh, ready for them. We're going to have our car decked out with decals. We're going to have some um, uh, some stuffed friends along for the ride that are are, are going to be um, some very special text helpers. Uh, we can't wait. It is going to be, we are going to be a vision down the highway for sure. And Chris, you know what else is great too, because we're all about inclusion it's not just for people who are attending ISTE. We also, there's a not at ISTE hashtag, and we want to make sure that people who, even if they're not at ISTE, can still be part of the process and, and can join in the fun with us. And that leads us into a really another exciting event that's part of our road to ISTE. Really, that's not all, right? So there's this road to ISTE. Follow the hashtag uh, inclusive road to ISTE. You can learn all of the information and see how you can participate over at inclusive365.com, right? Am I, do I have all that right, everybody? Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. But that's not all. All right. So, Karen, what else? 
So we also have a scavenger hunt planned, the wonderfully inclusive scavenger hunt. It's called Wish. So we are announcing it. Uh, we're we're unveiling it next week on AT Chat. So again, it's an inclusive wonderfully inclusive scavenger hunt with all kinds of opportunities for people to explore maybe some new inclusive ideas that they've never even considered before things that they've never tried features that they never even knew about so it's a it's a really uh, a fun way and we do have prizes we do have prizes in fact the grand prize is an apple watch wow wow <laughs> wow 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 i wish yeah, no. <laughs> we're going to have all sorts of really cool prizes, right? We're going to have books. We're going to have Amazon gift cards, some fun technology. And I'm so excited because um, it's going to be, it's not just for the fun of it, but it's the whole idea behind this um, scavenger hunt is that you are going to learn in a fun and playful manner. So some of the things that you might be looking for on the scavenger hunt are an inclusive tool that you can use or a visual support that um, might be just perfect for a learner or, um, you know, maybe putting in a link for an amazing podcast for your own professional learning. Just saying. And what's really nice about that, it feels very complimentary to the book and the way that we we envision the book and how we put the book together is that the, these are not ideas that are super complicated that you just can't take on. These are simple strategies and, and ideas that you can use to continue to evolve as an educator and think more inclusively. And, and the flip side of that is these are great ways to hook others who start to say, well, that that's not my thing, or I don't work with, oh, here it comes, those kids. Um, mm. These are great examples to say, these are for all. Think about this for all the learners in your room. This isn't just about those, and yes, I am air quoting, everybody can confirm I am air quoting, um, but thinking about it from the broader um, spectrum of solutions for, for learners. And so, many of these, oh, sorry, Chris. No, go ahead, go ahead, Karen. Many of these options are readily available. They're ubiquitous. And so we want to show people what things in their pocket on their phones that they may not have even realized are available. And again, like, like Mike said, yeah, start with yourself and then spread the word. Let's let everybody know about these readily available, inclusive learning options. All right. So I'm listening. I'm in. I want to participate. I want to follow along with the road trip and I want to participate in the scavenger hunt because like Beth said, this is a fun way to participate. And I'm going to grab two or three of my best friends to make a team to do the scavenger hunt together. It's always more fun to learn together. So um, how do I participate? How do I learn? How when is it like Karen, you mentioned it kicks off at AT chat. How do I get invited to this AT chat? How do I learn about it? How do I get all of the, um, the, the different scavenger hunt items and uh, uh, where do I go to learn more? So the best way that you can get involved is to head on to Twitter, pull up your um, search bar on Twitter and type in the hashtag ATChat. Click on most recent, do this at eight o'clock Eastern time um, and click on most recent um, and you are going to see a live synchronous chat happening that's going to be facilitated by our very own Karen and Mike. 
um, talking all about this wonderfully inclusive scavenger hunt. You can't be there at um, eight o'clock Eastern time. Don't worry about it. You can always go in and search for AT Chat and see whatever's happened. And Mike is definitely going to be posting a wakelet about it. So that's the very first way that you can get involved. Yeah. I always think that the safest way to find things, depending on when you're listening to this, because you might listen to this on Thursday, the 16th and say, oh, I can't believe I missed that. Uh, visit our website, like Chris mentioned, inclusive365.com. There is a page dedicated to the road trip and all of the information about the events will show up on that page. When we do the activities, like we, we are going to do a town hall on June 13th, but this will come out after that. We'll post the recording there so you could watch it. You can, like Beth said, we can follow along on the Wakelet archive of all the tweets. Uh, and then we'll do a Zoom based AT chat on the 22nd of June, the yep. day before we all leave. So that will be your last chance to see us all fresh faced and ready to go before the road beats us down. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to see what you guys said about that, but yeah, like after that, after we hit the road, um, but everything will end up on the website. It seems like a safe place to head to um, find information and also check all of your social channels and look at that uh, hashtag inclusive road to ISTE. All right. Two last things. And that is uh, how does the, how it's, we talked about the beginning of the event. How does it all wrap up? How does it all end when we're at ISTE? We have a lot of events planned at ISTE. We've got um, Cards Against Exclusivity on Sunday. We have, uh, we're going to be at the Book Creator booth on Monday and on Wednesday. We're going to be at the Text Help booth throughout the week. We're going to be do some coffee EDUs with them. We're going to also be at the Inclusive Learning Playground on Tuesday afternoon. And we also have our own session after that. There's so many ways. If you are at ISTE, or even if you've never heard about ISTE, and now you're in, intrigued. Maybe I should go to this conference. Look for us. We're going to have some book signings. We will. We want to be a force, as we said already. We want to be a force. We want to make a difference at ISTE. So we, there's lots of ways that we will be involved once we're down in New Orleans. You may... Oh, go ahead, Beth. And when we so so uh, we're gonna we're gonna sort of wrap this whole thing up with the live event at ISTE. It'll start with that inclusive playground Tuesday afternoon, and it's gonna go right into our um, session, uh, which I think is at five thirty on. 5.30 central time, um, 5.30 central time in New Orleans. Um, and we are going to close out our session uh, by hopefully drawing some names, names of folks um, that are winners. And it will not just be those folks at ISTE, right? Don't despair. Like, I can't get to ISTE. Uh, I'm not even going to bother. No, no, no. Bother for sure. Because we're going to have winners who are both at ISTE and not at ISTE. Um, and we're super excited. Um, and there's going to be cool prizes for everyone. There's going to be prizes just for participating. Maybe you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have time to like, you know, to do all of these different um, scavenger hunt items. Even if you just did one or two, you're going to be in the drawing. Now, if you do more, you'll definitely be in the drawing, you know, have better chances in the drawing. Um, but even if you only have an opportunity for a little bit of learning, a little bit of learning is better than no learning at all. So do what you can, right? That's part of being inclusive. 
Now, Mike, I mentioned there's one last thing, a detail that we have not, uh, we haven't shared yet uh, in this conversation, and that is uh, the inclusive. Road to ISTE Spotify playlist, uh, where we we have been putting songs in there that we've been thinking of. Um, but then it's an open playlist that anyone could add songs to that we will listen to. You might we might make some videos and say, hey, this goes out to so and so because they added to the playlist. Watching us rock out to some songs, Mike. Tell us a song that you've put on the playlist. Oh my God. I went for every song that I could think of that I like to ride in the car with loud with the windows down. That was my criteria uh, for my playlist entries. So I'm, I apologize to everyone. Um, and when you go on the playlist, you'll see them all. What's one that I would say? I, it's going to be the first one I mentioned to you, Chris, and it's going to be Van Halen, Panama. I just, that is a driving song to me. That is just something for me on the road. <laughs> Love it. Um, what about you, Karen? What's the song you put on there? One of the, I mean, the first one, like I mentioned before, too, it's Leonard Skinner at Freebird, the live version, the live long version. Nice. Definitely, it's one for the road trip. That's good. A lot of miles can be put under our feet with yeah. that one. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and Beth? Well, I was just going for things that were sort of road trip themed. So, you know, I was, I'm all in for, um, uh, Steppenwolf, uh, Steppenwolf. Um, I'm all in for Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen and, um, The Proclaimers. It's going to be way more than 500 miles, but, <laughs> um, so I was just going, I was going all for, um, anything with that, with that road trip theme to it. Fantastic. Chris. And the one that I'll mention, of course, is um, I'm a big Muppets fan. Got, got to put moving right along on there. I think they're heading out to California in that song. We're going to New Orleans. Um, there's also I put some songs in there that are have New Orleans references. Mm -hmm. So if they're just mentioning that that city or a band from that city, I put that in there. Um, so lots of little things like that. And what we would love for you to participate in that as well by sharing some songs. And again, like I said, we'll give you shout outs over social media. If you add uh, songs, we'll make little videos and uh, we're going to have a blast. Uh, again, Mike, what's the best way to participate and go and add a song to the playlist? Yeah, again, if you you can't go wrong with going to our book website. So if you go to inclusive365.com and search for the inclusive road to ISTE page, there's a link on the front page on the homepage and then it has its own link in the menu. Uh, everything is there. The link to the Spotify playlist. Uh, we've been participating in, in podcasts beyond this one with Chris today. We've been participating in others. We're going to post that information on the page as well. We'll have uh, some of the links of how you can join us beforehand. And then once we announce the scavenger hunt items, that information will live on that page as well. So you can't go wrong. Inclusive365.com. Awesome. We'll have all that links in the show notes as well. Uh, so you can go to talkingwithtech.org and get links to go to inclusive365.com. Um, and of course, feel free to reach out to any one of us about questions. Or if you're like, oh, I want to participate, but I'm not sure, just reach out and we will help you because it is going to be a blast and we don't want you to miss it. So let me tell you a little bit about the interview for today. The interview today is one that I did in person with an actual student, uh, a learner that is in one of our schools that is uh, uh, finishing up her capstone project as a senior, where she had reached out and she wanted to do something related to assistive technology and potentially uh, AAC 
And so uh, we met with her and, well, I'll just let the interview speak for itself. So this is my interview with Cece Fedorov. My name is Lance McLemore, and I am a team member with Impact Voices. AAC users make up a very small percentage of the population. We are scattered, isolated, and rarely or never get to meet anyone like us. This makes it difficult to impossible to have a community. Impact Voices helps to fill in that gap. Impact Voices is a non-profit organization who supports, empowers, and connects AAC users worldwide. Impact Voices connects AAC users together to empower them to make an impact in their community. Impact Voices creates a space where AAC users of different abilities and experience come together to talk, laugh, encourage each other, and enjoy the company of others like ourselves. For more information on Impact Voices and to get involved, visit our website, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So, Cece, you are a senior in high school. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I attend Loudoun Valley, and... I've been really fortunate in my time here to pursue math and science related fields, which has kind of led me to a field of engineering and the work I do at my church has helped me pursue um, working with special needs as something I want to focus on. Gotcha. So you have some experience working with students with disabilities through your church? A little bit. I just volunteer on like a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. What is that like? Like, what do you do there? Um, normally I'm just giving lessons and snacks and playing with kids. It's not anything too difficult. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then here in your senior year, the way the senior year ends up is that there's a capstone project. Can you describe that a little bit? Because I think some people might be listening. They might not really know well, what's a capstone project. Like, I just finished out my senior year, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so what is that? So a capstone project enables you to pursue an area you want to study in the future and explore it so that you have a better idea of what you want to study in college. Okay, and so you get to create anything you want? Pretty much, within yeah. Within reason. Uh -huh. You have like an advisor that you talk to and kind of figure it out mm -hmm. together? So I have a community mentor and a teacher mentor. Okay, and what are they, how does, what's the difference? The teacher mentor is your person at the school who you have to interface with, and the community mentor is more responsible for helping plan your capstone. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, can you give me some examples of what other people are doing for their capstone project, like friends of yours or you know, um, see things you've seen in the past? You know, mm -hmm. Some people are painting murals. Uh, a couple of my friends are shadowing at like architectural places. Um, some are helping coach. It's really just anything you want to focus on. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. And so you had an idea? How did this come about that we met? And um, and then we're going to describe your capstone project in a okay. second. But let's talk about how what, what your idea was for your capstone project. Well, I knew I wanted to do something that combined engineering and um, work with special needs children. Right. And then what did happen, right? Did you mention it to your mom or something? And she had a friend? She, right. She had a friend <laughs> who talked to someone in 
I think Fairfax Assistive Technologies. I reached out to you. Yeah, it's Arlington, but close. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, Marby, if you're listening, right? <laughs> um, yes. So your mom reached out to a friend of hers mm-hmm. who she knew was working in assistive technology because you had mentioned this to your mom, like, right. hey, I might want to do something mm-hmm. along those lines. Technology yeah. and people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then Marby was like, actually, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out that... Um, here this particular school is actually my son goes to this school yes um he's a junior and my wife used to work in this school for 600 years i think (laughs) um she's she loved her time here before she became an assistant principal Mm -hmm. so and i've worked in this school for for 600 years as well like i know all the teachers and some of my best friends are here Mm -hmm. so i was like yeah i know that school yeah so then we we got together and um we brainstormed some ideas. It was you, me, and then a, one of our specialized instructional facilitators for assistive technology. Her name is Jean. We got together and we brainstormed ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are some? What were some of the thoughts you had when we met, like um, about the ideas that we came up with? Um, I was pretty much open to anything, but I know you suggested three um, D printing, like a um, the key guards, right? Key guard mm-hmm. for a communication device as well as shadowing and making books to teach content. But you also mentioned making videos for vocabulary on communication devices, and that's what really stood out to me. Uh-huh, that's the one that's sort of like, hey, let's start, let's mm-hmm. do that. Like, So you have an interest in sort of like making videos and doing stuff like that? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I like being creative and trying to put together things that are helpful to other people. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, I'll say like when it comes to engineering, uh, I, I feel like a challenge, not that I'm an engineer, but uh, I, I know enough to and have mm. talked to enough, some of my friends are engineers, that there's a, a gap between what engineers do and communicating the results to people, right. right? And so the idea of taking a complex concept like a vocabulary term and describing it like a math vocabulary term or um, a core vocabulary term and describing that in terms that other people can understand that's a whole skill set in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we met, and you said, okay, let's make some videos and maybe make some books. Is that mm-hmm. right? And so tell me your experience. What what did you make? I mean, I guess we should say um, uh, we did meet to talk a little bit about what core vocabulary is and did a little mini training session about right. that, right, to, to, to teach you about that kind of stuff. But I have not, besides seeing one book that you've created i have mm-hmm. not seen videos or um really ex- explored i'm hoping you'll show me some today mm-hmm. and people will get a live reaction of me okay. like um seeing the videos and seeing the uh uh the books so tell me about your experiences what's it been like so when i was making the books i started off by trying to explain calculus concepts which honestly was pretty difficult because there's only so much that you can simplify it without completely losing the idea of the concept but I talked about derivatives and that was really interesting to try and expand the way I viewed them as well. And then I simplified it a little bit and talked about shapes. Mm-hmm. And then with my videos, I thought it would be beneficial to organize them on a poster so that they're more accessible instead of having to scroll through YouTube to find a concept. And so I ended up making, I think, 15 videos and organizing them in a poster. What? You made 15 videos? I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. how many you had made. Okay, so you made 15 videos. And what do you mean organizing them on a poster? Like a, uh, uh, a video is something you play on a computer. So what do you mean like a poster? So I, for every video I made, I created, created a QR code that matched that video and led to a link on YouTube. 
and then took screenshots of every image on the communication device and put those together so that people could just pull out their phones and scan it so that they could find it easily. Fantastic. So, all right, so this poster has been created. Let me, let's dig in here for a second. Let's talk about the tools you use. So um, what did you use to make the QR code? I yeah. found this app called like QR Reader. Okay. And so it's just a, some sort of, hey, I'm going to Google mm -hmm. or do an app store search for how to create a QR right. code. Yeah. What the first thing that came up, let's learn this mm -hmm. and do it. Okay. Easy, hard, what would you say? Like, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. Put yeah. the URL in, boom, mm -hmm. spread out a thing. Yep. Okay. Um, then what did you use to make the poster? Uh, I haven't actually printed the poster yet, but it's on Google Docs, and I just inserted images and tried to create a graph that looked okay. <laughs> a graph? Tell me more. It's this table with images in it and the QR code so that it's organized by word. Gotcha. Okay. 15 words. Which words did you pick? Um... Well, my original plan was to try and get all 84 of the <laughs> Lamp Words for Life introduction words, which was a little overwhelming. So I just started off by filming the ones that I thought would be most um, simple because it's sometimes difficult to explain words like mine. But I explained finished, no, yes. Um, I can show you in a second. But Okay, do you want to pull it? Okay. What, what do you have? Do you, you have your... Um, like you said, you put it all together in a Google Docs. So you have a, yes. uh, did you use your Chromebook or your own computer? What I used my Chromebook. Chromebook, okay. Like. Oh, wow. Okay, so let me describe, because people, of course, uh, we'll have links to all this on our show notes, so right? I, if, as long as you're cool mm -hmm. with it, because this is just yeah. something you're sharing on the, the internet for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm looking at is a uh, Google Doc that has a table with a thick blue outline mm -hmm. around each of the cells, right? And then it looks like it's a three by five grid, hence mm -hmm. 15 right. cells, right? And then there's different words. Uh, you, you took screenshots of the um, icons mm -hmm. from Lamp Words for Life, right. put them in the cells, and then you got a QR code underneath one, mm -hmm. underneath, underneath each one. Yeah, cool. And it says AAC Vocabulary Project. Right. Awesome. Okay. So um, the words are? Where, no, turn, up, yes, sit drink, come, love, down, some, read, little, watch, and finished. Sweet. All right. Excellent. All right. So then you had to go off and make these videos. Like, right. Okay. And you said you started, what was the first one you did? I think I started with where. Where. Okay. And what was your process? So at first I would just outline on paper the ideas for my videos. And I tried to put two to three snippets in each video so that they, I could explain different definitions of each word. And then I used my siblings and my parents to kind of be actors, you may say, in my videos. You got actors to be in the videos. <laughs> yeah. All right. So can let's. I'm. I'm. I can't wait to see what one of these videos looks like. What's the best way to? Should I scan it on my phone? Should we open it up on your computer? What's the sure. best way? I can scan it. People that if people don't know. If you have an iPhone and you're updated to the most recent operating system, actually it's a couple operating systems ago, just the camera app will open a QR code. So you just open right. your camera app and hover it over the QR code and boom, you brought up this video. Mm -hmm. All right. So what I'm looking at is a video of the, and of course people can go watch these videos themselves, right? right? But you have a, uh, the camera is pointing down on an iPad with Lamp Words for Life with your hand hovering over it, and you hit the button that says where. You put a little text over top of it that mm -hmm. says where. All right, I'm ready. Now, what should I wear? I will wear this. 
If I keep using these tires, they will wear down. And so you used wear in two different contexts. Right. Exactly. And that's so what we in the in the in the biz, we call that repetition with variety, meaning we're showing different ways to use a word. Um, uh, so it's not just teaching one way to use the word, but multiple ways. And you right. repeat that over and over again. So someone could watch that video. Was that the end of the video? Like mm -hmm. nice and short, concise. These are different ways to teach what wear is. Right. One is we wear clothes and one is your tires wear down. Mm -hmm. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Hot is you have another one. Let's take a look of one that sure. um, has, uh, can you think of one that has the actors in it? <laughs> sure. Come. Come. Okay. Oh my goodness! Perfect. <laughs> See there, you got two actors. Mm -hmm. You've got the dog coming, right. and then you've got um, someone beckoning a person to come mm -hmm. forward. Fantastic. So that's and you e does each video so far as watching the two videos for where and come. It starts with uh, you modeling on the device, showing where the word different where <laughs> where the word is right. um, and how to access it. Do is that consistent? Like it's a. Mm -hmm. uh, it's That's a theme. on every video I created, yes. Every video. And they're nice, short, concise. Like, do you find that most of them are that, like 15 seconds or so? Right, yes, because when I was looking at examples on YouTube, I found that most of them were longer, which I feel like when you're trying to learn vocabulary, it can kind of be distracting. And so I tried to make them short so that people could understand quickly. Mm -hmm. And you could watch them over right. quickly, right? Mm -hmm. um, in some regards, um, it's sort of the the culture of our time, right? So there's an there's an express. Have you ever heard of TLDR? You know what TLDR is? Not sure. Oh, okay, let's see. We'll leave that as a question for okay. people out there. But TLDR. What um, listeners? Do you know what TLDR is? TLDR stands for too long didn't read, right? You get a long block it block of text, you scroll right past that, right. right? Same thing with videos is that I mean, if someone sends me a YouTube video, the first thing I look at is how long is it, right? right. Because we are in a culture, a TikTok culture, mm -hmm. right? An Instagram real culture where it's we thumb up. So if it's too long, I'm not going right. to watch it, right? So this sort of fits that um, that mold of quick video, learn it experience it I can always watch it over and over and over again as many right. times as I want to um, so I love that choice that you made that uh, that artistic choice but really a practical choice to make it short and concise and then you can watch them over and over again mm -hmm. yet you still have uh, at least multiple ways that the word is used right yeah cool all right let me ask um, what are some takeaways from doing the videos like did you what are Capstone is meant to be like a learning experience, right? right? So what are some things you learned? Um, well, it helped teach me how to explain things in a different way, as well as just make sure that I fully understand the definition of word myself, which for these words isn't too difficult, but it helped me understand that not everything has one definition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what comes next? So you're going to print out this poster? Right. Uh, do you have like a poster printer here at school or something? I or? think so, yes. Yeah, I think you might. There's probably some. I'm sure there is, yeah. And then um, where's the poster going to live? I'm hoping to put it in classrooms around the school so that people can scan it whenever they need. And it's easily accessible. Because mm -hmm. there are students at this school that could... Um, use that right i mean that's uh because i know there are students in the school that use lampwords for life mm -hmm. so uh but the thing is it wouldn't necessarily you're modeling lampwords for life at the beginning that particular app 
but the concept behind the word that really could work for any AAC app, right. you know. So if you were using a different app, you could still use these uh, these videos to teach what come means, to what drink means, what where means, right? right. Yeah. Um, okay, that sounds like a great strategy is uh, to to put the poster around. Do you feel like other people could do that too? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think because I only made 15 words, there's a lot of room for other people to um, enact a similar concept and make videos and posters. Mm -hmm. They could take your poster just as is, easy peasy, print it out, put it around their school. Right. But then they could also take your your table, put it in their own Google Doc, mm -hmm. and make it expand on it. Right. Right. Like here's version one, version two. Right. Mm -hmm. If other people wanted to do their own, uh, if there's students out there listening right now, it's like, hey, that sounds like I could do that capstone project next year. I'll expand mm -hmm. upon it. Right. Keep that work flowing and going right now at the end of the year is there some sort of i know in past years i have attended a capstone like celebration where i was in the maybe the gym or something where mm -hmm. there's tables set up and people go around and you walk around and uh, you're at the table sort of showing off what you're is that happening this year do you know there is one actually tomorrow i was gonna send an email today with um everybody has a trifold board to show off their project Oh, so you're going to be, are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Oh, so you have to make this poster today somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Fantastic. Um, so that was the the crux of your project was making mm -hmm. these videos. I did see that one Tar Heel Reader book. Was that the only one you made or did you make some others? I made, I've made two so far. So the um, derivatives one and the shapes one, and then I'm hoping to make maybe two more today. Two more? Re really? Okay. What concepts do you think you're going to tackle? Um... Maybe money value and adding money because I feel like that's pretty important, and integrals. So two calculus and two more simple concepts. Fantastic, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the idea behind the so if people there might, there might be people listening that don't know what Tar Heel Reader is. Right. So Tar Heel Reader is a website where anyone can author a book. The book has images and uh, lines to put text underneath it, and you hit kind of a next button, and you can just scroll through the book, almost like a PowerPoint or mm -hmm. a Google Slides. Would you? Is that right. Fair. Yes. And what you, was your experience in creating those books? Let's talk about that for a second. Well, to create my books, I started off by creating like a storyline so that I had a method of what to do. But once I was trying to import pictures, I realized that some of them are limited, especially for calculus concepts. So I ended up drawing my own pictures for one of my books, and that really helped show the concept more clearly. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Um, and then uh, and then you went over and put it in Tar Heel Reader? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And then what was the experience working with Tar Heel Reader, that, that particular tool? Because it was new to you, right? You had right. never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. So new tool, how, how did you feel about it? I thought the way they have you create books is really simple and super helpful because it pretty much walks you through the steps. Gotcha. So easy to replicate oh, as definitely. well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, where are those? I mean, so people could go and search for those Tar Heel Reader mm -hmm. books, the two that you've created and then um, the two that you're planning on creating. Uh, is there anywhere else that people can go and find this information where, or just go find it and go search it on Tar Heel Reader? I'm pretty sure it's only on Tar Heel Reader right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, Cece, let me ask you a of final couple questions here, and that is, Tell me about the support, Your, uh, the two teacher mentors that were helping you, what, the community helper and the teacher mentor, what were the um, So my teacher mentor is Mr. Loper, 
who has a lot of experience in the field. And then I was working with you, Miss Garrett, Miss Brown, and all of you helped make this possible. Yeah, Miss Brown is the speech language pathologist that works mm -hmm. here at the right. school. Yeah, and so she met with you too and kind of, mm -hmm. uh, what was that like? She just showed me some assistive technologies that she's used in her classroom and kind of showed me what my project could look like. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, I think everyone's gonna be wondering what's next for you? I mean, you're graduating, right? So um, where where does the future lie? Um, next year, I'm planning on attending UVA and I'll study biomedical engineering and hopefully specialize in this field. Fantastic. Well, we are all excited to see what happens in the future. And if you ever need future support, let us know. Let me know when the capstone project thing is happening tomorrow right. so that I can come by and say hi and see the other capstones as well. Um, and then I'm going to be shouting this from the rooftops and letting everyone know all about your, your good work here. Thank you for doing it. It's absolutely necessary. And I hope other people will pick up the mantle and carry on. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you. Thank you.